Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Woo! World Wrestling Entertainment knows how to piss off the IWC community wow man tonight wwe day one's in the books ladies and gentlemen for january 1st 2022 this is the wrestling take for podcast i'm your host jordan turner this is the most creative and honest podcast in the entire iwc community please be sure to subscribe to the wrestling take for podcast on all available podcast platforms also on apple podcast and spotify please rate the podcast five stars if you enjoy what you hear, uh, you guys know the rest of the monologue, man. Again, um, if you missed any recent episodes, please check it out. Uh, and remember to press the notification bell so you guys don't miss any future upcoming episodes right here on the Wrestling Takeover podcast. Man, again, I'm a little under the weather. I apologize, everyone. I'm going to do the best I can. On this WWE Day 1 pay-per-view to analyze and be honest. And we're going to do a lot of that tonight right here. And a lot of people are pissed, man. A lot of people in the IWC community are fucking pissed with what transpired on WWE Day 1 with the main event. Now, WWE Day 1, I'm watching the show throughout you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like an important show. It just didn't have that, I would say, must-feel attraction throughout the entire show. I didn't feel it. I didn't sense it. And, you know, Nick Khan, right? Nick Khan, the creation of WWE Day 1 was Nick Khan's pretty much baby, right? And listen, man. Nikon, you uh, you failed. You failed. WWE Day 1 does not feel as important as a SummerSlam or WrestleMania or Royal Rumble, right? It doesn't feel that important. So in terms of you making WWE Day 1 feel important, you failed, you know, in that category. The wrestling community is going insane. They're pissed. Are they justified? Absolutely. But here, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to spit some truth. I'm going to spit some truth to open this episode and to open the show. Talking about WWE Day 1. This is the facts. Okay? Get your notepad ready. Get ready to write this down. If I hurt your feelings with what I'm about to say, it is what it is. But y'all got to start opening your eyes with what you're watching when it comes to world wrestling entertainment. Kofi Kingston. The WWE champion. I feel like him as champion. He didn't do that great whatsoever. That is not his fault. That is the way he was booked. He lost in seconds against Brock Lesnar on an episode of Fox. I think it was the debut on Fox. If memory serves me correct. This guy lost in fucking seconds. You feel me? And people were pissed. Justifiably so. I was one of them. I was pissed. Right now, 
let's be honest. We all knew Kofi Kingston was not going to beat Brock Lesnar. But at least that man could have gave Brock Lesnar a little bit more of a fight. Right? That didn't happen. We get to January 1st on Saturday. WWE Day 1. The WWE Championship is on the line. Brock Lesnar is added to this match. And before the match can even go down, I went on Twitter. If you guys can go follow me there, I would appreciate it. It is at JT Takeover. Right? I'm on Twitter, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, I could see Big E losing the WWE Championship tonight. I don't give a fuck who it is against. I could just see Big E losing the WWE title. And I had people say, I don't think so. I think Big E is going to hold the title. I think he's going to retain this and that. And I'm telling y'all, it's probably not going to happen. This is WWE we're, we're talking about here. Excuse me. Uh, and I just don't see it. And what happened? What happened? Big E lost. Clean. Pretty much like the way Kofi Kingston kind of did. But Big E had some offense on Brock Lesnar. So it was a fatal five-way, ladies and gentlemen. Even with the fatal four-way, I still didn't think Big E was going to retain the title here. Here's the facts of the situation. Big E was not going to roll into WrestleMania as the WWE champion. I'm sorry to tell you, he was not. Brock Lesnar, when he was added, I had a feeling he was going to win this match. Now, there's a lot of scenarios that could take place. I'm sorry. I'm just not really into this pay-per-view. I will go in depth into what happened by analyzing what took place match by match, spot by spot. I'll get to that in a little bit, but I just want to get this off my chest. In terms of fantasy booking, um, WrestleMania in some of the top two matches for WrestleMania involving the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. Let's talk about the WWE Championship first. Brock Lesnar is the new WWE Champion. Now, a lot of people are pissed. They're upset. They're very angry. They're using the race card once again. Are they justified in doing so? Yes, they are. But don't think about it like that. Just think of it as you're a fan of Big E and what he represents. And you were upset as a fan with the way Big E was being utilized as the WWE champion. Simple. Do not use the race card. Right? And a lot of people are putting their emotion first into realistically thinking, was Biggie really going to hold the title all the way to WrestleMania? The answer was no. I never felt that way. I, I just didn't feel like Biggie was going to hold the title all the way to WrestleMania. I just didn't. And this match tonight, I had a feeling he was going to lose. I, I just did. And I kept saying that to myself as the show was going on and we got to the main event and the way the main event was being produced and stuff like that and spots and this and that. And I just felt Biggie's not going to win, man. And he didn't. Right. And he did not. Um, Brock Lesnar is the WWE champion. Brock Lesnar, ladies and gentlemen, there's no way possible. 
that Brock Lesnar is not walking into WrestleMania as the WWE champion. There's no way. You gave Brock Lesnar the WWE title. You are not going to immediately take off, take him off the WWE championship, bleeding into WrestleMania. I believe you got two more shows, right? Or three. You got the Royal Rumble, and then you got the Saudi Arabia show. I believe it's in February. And then you got the Elimination Chamber. And that's it. Brock Lesnar is going to hold the title and into the Royal Rumble and to Saudi Arabia and the Elimination Chamber. This guy's going into WrestleMania 38 as the WWE champion. Okay, Jordan, what the fuck are you getting to? All right, let me say it now. This is just me fantasy booking what I would do personally. And then I'm going to get to what WWE is going to do. I really want to see a unification match at WrestleMania. I just do. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, unification match for the WWE and Universal Championships, respectfully on the line. When you look at the main roster and you look at Monday Night Raw, there's no one on Monday Night Raw that you can tell me that is credible enough to defeat Brock Lesnar. There's nobody. Don't get me started with Roman Reigns. I've mentioned Roman Reigns. He needs to hold the title. The Universal Championship, mind you. All the way, you know, I'd say into WrestleMania 40. But that's probably unlikely. He needs to hold it all the way this year and next year. So Roman losing the Universal Championship. It's not happening. I would be shocked if Roman Reigns ever loses that Universal title this year. I just don't see it happening. So I want to see a unification match. Now, will that happen? No. I don't think WWE is that creative to do so. I would do it. And then after that, I would end the official brand split. The world champion pops up on Monday Night Raw. He pops up on Friday Night SmackDown. You build the shows and you make them feel important. It gives opportunity to even more wrestlers. Right? Because... Let's take a look at it. Roman Reigns has no challengers on SmackDown. He has zero challengers. Brock Lesnar on Raw, he has Finn Balor. He has Seth Rollins. He has Big E. He has Bobby Lashley. I'll get to him in a second. But, you know, Edge. He has Edge. I could see Edge. What about AJ Styles? So Brock Lesnar does have opponents. But you can't just look at Brock Lesnar. You have to look on SmackDown and Roman Reigns. All this guy has is Drew McIntyre, y'all. That's it. So one champion on both shows, I feel like it's going to benefit the WWE in the long run. I don't think that's going to happen. So what I think WWE is going to do, I might be wrong on this, but I just see WWE doing something like this. I think we're going to get Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 38. For the universal title. And then I think I. I really want this to happen. I do. Did you see the way Bobby Lashley was staring at Brock Lesnar? Y'all seen it. I would love to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. I would love to see it. Brock Lesnar versus Lashley for the WWE title. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the universal title. Two big blockbuster matches for those respective 
World Championships. That's what, you know, if you're not doing the unification match, then that's the other plan that I would do. And I think WWE is going to do something like that. I genuinely believe they changed plans. I do. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I could definitely see something like that happen. So those are my thoughts on the opening statements of the main event. We're going to go over the main event. Um, For the short amount of time that this match was, I thought it was great. It was very fast-paced, high-tempo. Brock Lesnar is an absolute beast. This guy's different. When Brock Lesnar come out, you get that fight feel. This guy's a megastar. Still, the fans were pretty much sitting on their hands until Brock Lesnar came out. And when Brock Lesnar came out, the fans were erupting. The fans were going crazy. You have that big fight feel with Brock Lesnar. So, Brock Lesnar, let's talk about it in depth here. Uh, Let me get my notes. Here we go. So, Brock Lesnar wasted no time in hitting German suplexes, sending Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins into Suplex City right out of the gate. Biggie rocked uh, Brock Lesnar with the elusions of clotheslines over the top rope uh, moments later, though, only for Biggie to be elevated into the ring post by Bobby Lashley. I was sensing the Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar interaction, man, this entire match. Honestly, I, I, I'm not going to be disrespectful to Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Big E. Motherfucker, I just wanted Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. That's all I cared about. I'm being honest with you. Again, this was a great match for the short amount of time that it got. So, um, after Big E was elevated into the ring post by Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar was then sent crashing through the barricade by a spear from Bobby Lashley. The fans erupted. Fans went crazy. I went crazy. It was a cool moment. And then after that moment, I said to myself, WWE, you are going to make a big, colossal mistake if we never get Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. This match has been wanted by us, the fans, for years. You have to pull the trigger. And I think WWE might pull the trigger in 2022. Somehow, some way. So, we've seen the best friends coexist, quote-unquote, between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins as they worked together uh, back in the squared circle, back in the ring, as they were first targeting Bobby Lashley before they hit Lesnar with the Tope Suicida Frog Splash combination. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was a really cool spot by Owens and Seth Rollins. So after the combination, we see still steps were then used by Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins on Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar before uh, the heels cleared the announce table. And again, the fans were excited about every single spot in this match, right? You have five legit superstars in this match, and the fans were on their feet throughout the entire match. Bobby Lashley set the unfortunate victim, as he was, excuse me, the unfortunate victim, and he briefly escaped until Biggie arrived and fired the almighty through, I don't know why they worded it like this, the almighty Bobby Lashley through the table with the Instagram. The action continued inside the ring as Seth Rollins went for a stomp on Biggie, only to be interrupted by Brock Lesnar. Like I said, y'all, as soon as Brock Lesnar got into the ring, it feels like the match, 
I feel like it got even more exciting. That's just me. And that's the strong power of Brock Lesnar. And I'm going to tell each and everybody this right now. When Brock Lesnar is no longer in the WWE, we are going to miss Brock Lesnar. Right? I'm just saying. And I'm telling you all that. Brock Lesnar is so underappreciated in this business, in this sport of pro wrestling, that when he's no longer capable or wanting to wrestle anymore, right? A lot of people are really going to be a little hurt by it. I think I am. Actually, I know I am, right? Because when Brock Lesnar comes out, it's different. You have that different fight feel. Brock Lesnar is that dude. So... I'm taking every single opportunity with Brock Lesnar, and I am really appreciating his gift as being a professional wrestler, man. It's really cool to see Brock Lesnar. So the action picked up inside the ring as Seth Rollins went for the stomp on Big E, but only be interrupted by Brock Lesnar, who decked uh, Seth Rollins with an F5. Two more F5s followed uh, Big E and Kevin Owens before Lesnar was elevated with the spear from Bobby Lashley. Fans went insane for the spot like myself. Um, obviously, I thought that was the end of the match. I really did. But Brock Lesnar was able to kick out at two and a half. Towards the end of this match here, Bobby Lashley applied the hurt lock to Brock Lesnar, but Biggie broke it up by hitting the big ending on Bobby Lashley. All this was pretty much was Brock Lesnar waiting until Biggie was by himself. And then Biggie got decked with an F5 and a one, two, three. Brock Lesnar is the new WWE champion i'm gonna be honest with y'all i'm not sure how you guys felt in terms of the reaction but brock lesnar got a a i would say baby face eruption when he won the wwe title listen i'm just saying i'm just going off for of the reaction that we heard and what i heard was actual cheers from the crowd directed towards the beast incarnate brock lesnar Again, I want to see a unification match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and unifying the belts, or we're getting Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, and then Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, um, main eventing both night one and night two uh, for WrestleMania between the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. I just feel like that's what's going to happen. That's my piece on that match. Um, I thought this match was good. I really did. This gets an applause for me. It was some good stuff, and I enjoyed it. Um, let's keep it pushing because I already gave my views and opinions on everything that happened in that main event in terms of all the fantasy booking scenarios. Let's get right into the co-main event, as this was Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. I don't want to be too harsh. I don't want to be too harsh. But you guys know I'm always honest. I'm pausing because I'm trying to think of what I'm about to say. Got it. Got it. All right. I thought this match was kind of boring. And I don't mean boring in terms of, oh, I was put to sleep. I'm on my bed. I'm on my phone. No, I wasn't doing any of that. I know what Liv Morgan is capable of. Liv Morgan put on perhaps her best performance in her early career in the WWE. 
Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is great. Her stick, her Conor McGregor stick, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. I think it's really cringe. And by the way, Becky Lynch, I love you. I'm a big fan of you and a big supporter of what you do. But sweetheart, you are not the GOAT. You're not the GOAT. I'm sorry. If you're not even better than Sasha Banks and Becky and Becky Lynch's fans, this is just my opinion. But from what I've been seeing with Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks throughout their entire careers, I'm sorry. I think Sasha Banks is the better pro wrestler than Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch did carry Liv Morgan, but Liv Morgan definitely held her own for sure. Uh, I only commented on that with Sasha Banks because I've seen Becky Lynch have uh, the GOAT on her jacket. I, I don't think she's the GOAT at all. Um, my GOAT still to this day is Trish Stratus. Uh, she's number one. Number two to me is Sasha Banks. I think Sasha Banks is a better four-horsewoman wrestler than the other ladies, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Bailey. That's just my uh, personal opinion there. But Becky Lynch did great. Liv Morgan did great. Um, the match was very slow in the first half of this match, but it picked up a little bit. It really did. At the end of it, I thought it was a, a decent match. It wasn't the greatest match. I've seen a lot of people in the community rate that this was a classic. This was a great match. You know, I need to understand and I need to realize that that is their opinion. That's what they think. I might think differently and I do think differently. And this is what, you know, majority of us fans need to understand about each other. We all have different views and opinions on things. We might agree on things. We might not agree on things. Your interpretation of the way you like this match is different from the interpretation from the way I uh, perceive this match. To me, this match was passable. This match was passable, and uh, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it. Uh, let's talk about it and go in-depth and what happened here. So Liv Morgan, obviously, was getting her rematch at the Raw Women's Championship at day one. Uh, after Becky Lynch grabbed the ropes, of course, um, and they went one-on-one. -on -one. So Liv Morgan went, obviously, early, uh, but Becky Lynch avoided it, the offense. Um, Liv Morgan still managed to follow it up with the rings of Saturn, which thought was great to see from Liv Morgan, uh, pulling out some new moves of her repertoire. thought that was cool. Uh, she was doing a lot of screaming. I mean, baby, are you in a porn video or something? I don't like to say those type of things on my podcast, but I got to put it out there because... Sweetheart, Liv Morgan, you were screaming like a banshee. It was on some Carmella and Vicky Guerrero shit. It really took me away from the match. I'm not going to lie to you. That screaming just... Ugh, it's bugging. It's bugging. But outside of that, again, it was a good match for what it was. So after that ring of Saturn, uh, before Lynch got to her feet to the bottom rope, Lynch later hit... Uh, the Bexploder, but only managed to pick up a two count. Uh, both ladies continued to exchange moments with the crowd firmly behind Liv Morgan as the crowd was going insane for Liv Morgan from every single spot of her offense. I thought that was great. Uh, and it was the challenger, Liv Morgan, who uh, had the next big move up. She was pretty much looking like she was going more ahead 
of Becky Lynch, and she kind of knew what she was going to do. But, I, again, I got to say, it felt like these women were going from spot to spot to spot. Like, this match never picked up. This match never had a lot of heat. The only heat that they got was towards the end of the match. That's it. Other than that, to me, and from my standpoint and my point of view, from what I was watching, they never got to the next gear. They just never did. Uh, you guys might disagree, and that's fine, but that's my opinion on it. So we've seen a big, big offensive move by Liv Morgan. This move was really cool, and uh, a lot of people on social media really complimented Liv Morgan for this. So she went for a sunset flip bomb in the middle of the ring to Liv Morgan, uh, but Becky Lynch was managed to kick out at two and a half. Becky Lynch then applied the disarmor moments later afterwards, but Liv Morgan made it to the bottom rope. Uh, Becky Lynch then went for a leg drop while Liv Morgan was uh, trapped across the middle rope. It looked pretty sloppy. It did not look like Becky Lynch uh, connected with that leg drop whatsoever, but it is what it is. I'm only just going off of what I see, and it looked like she didn't connect with it whatsoever. So after that middle rope, but uh, after that, excuse me, uh, Liv Morgan avoided it and followed up with the shotgun drop kick, which looked pretty good, but she didn't really connect either. You know, again, some things were kind of sloppy here, but overall was a good match for what it was. Uh, Becky Lynch rode out of the ring and Liv Morgan followed it up with the tope suicida, which was great. Uh, after that, before Becky Lynch rode out of the ring, frustrating uh, the challenger. Becky Lynch was becoming incredibly frustrated. She showed a lot of emotion here. And Becky Lynch, her showing emotion to me, I like it. I do. I love when these women show emotion. They're pissed that they aren't getting the upper hand on their opponents. And they want to get the dub. And, you know, when they're not getting the win or they're not getting a lot of offense on or, you know, their opponent is continuously keep kicking out, they're going to show emotion. And I like that wrestlers do that. So that was cool. Uh, Liv Morgan then went for Olavian as she looked to put the champion Becky Lynch away. But Becky Lynch caught her and capitalized with the manhandle slam for the one, two, three. And... That rock bottom is fucking awful. Becky Lynch's knee, she needs to come up with a new offensive move, man. A lot of these finishers in pro wrestling look awful, man. They really do. Um, Becky Lynch won. <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> Becky Lynch won, man. Listen, I, that's not a fake. I'm smiling, right? I'm smiling. I'm not laughing. I'm just smiling. Like, that's crazy. So, WWE, let me get this straight before I move on. I give you a brilliant idea, right? I fantasy book the best run of Liv Morgan's career, right? And I give you some good ideas. Liv Morgan, she starts off at Survivor Series being the sole survivor. She carries that into the Women's Royal Rumble. She wins the Royal Rumble in an early entrant. Number three, number two, number four, number five, right? She takes that win. She brings it to WrestleMania against Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. Beats Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan is established as one of the next top stars in the promotion. You know what this told me? You know what this told me? WWE, man, you guys are fucking... Man, y'all are crazy. If you're not Sasha Banks, you're not Charlotte... 
You're not Becky. You're not Bailey. Go fuck yourself. And I'm being straight up honest with you guys. If you're not the four horsewoman, you're not really going to get pushed. Bianca Belair must be counting her blessings that she's somewhat have been getting pushed. Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, Royal Rumble winner, main eventing uh, WrestleMania. You know, it's crazy, man. WWE, you got to start creating new stars. Period. Y'all got to cut this shit out. I love the Forest Women. I do. They're legends. They're, they're icons, right? You have Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair feels like she's the only one that is pretty much, I feel like she's getting a pass by Vince McMahon because she's that good. Outside of Bianca Belair, has there been any other woman that has been getting the opportunity that Bianca Belair has been afforded? The answer is no. Where's where's Rhea Ripley at? Where's Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley should be getting this opportunity just like Bianca Belair has been giving uh, these type of opportunities. They just have their favorites. And I also apply to Carmella as well. Carmella, the Four Horsewomen, Alexa Bliss. That's their core right there, you guys. That is their core woman. And you got Bianca, though. You got Bianca Belair, who's doing some great stuff. I love Bianca Belair to death. But you have your core woman. And WWE is just afraid to create new stars. Why are they afraid? I'm not even going to get mad anymore. It's just laughable to me. Why are they afraid to create new stars? I don't understand it. You don't know what you have unless you give these new women an opportunity. You don't know what you have. But you're always going to go to the try and true. Sasha Banks, right? You got Bliss. You got Flair. You got Bailey. You got Lynch, right? You got Carmella. But what about these other women? Again, Bianca Belair, I love her. I love her to death, you know? But you got to start creating new women outside of Bianca Belair. I just don't know. I feel like WWE is really going to crumble when it comes to the women's division. Start giving other women opportunities outside of the four horsewomen. You're doing it with Bianca Belair. Why don't you do it with Rhea Ripley and other women on that roster? Oh, wait. They only trust Bianca Belair and they trust the four horsewomen. They trust Carmella and they trust Alexa Bliss. That's it. It's who they trust. It's sad. It really is sad. I, I Liv Morgan could have won, but she most likely could have lost at the Royal Rumble. You know, I pitched the idea with Liv Morgan's entire run heading into WrestleMania. It could have been done. You could have created a new star. It didn't happen. It's sad. It really is sad. Um, it is what it is. Let's talk about the next match now. This match bored me to shit. I'm sorry. And I love Edge. I think Edge is a legend in this industry. His entrance is phenomenal. Right? Every time I see it with the brood now, I'm like, man, that's so cool. 
even though there was a part of me that was like, okay, I kind of seen this already. But at the same time, we don't know how long Edge still has wrestling. So I, as a fan, I'm going to take every single opportunity and even more appreciate Edge than I already do. Um, he went one-on-one -on -one with The Miz tonight. This match was boring. Boring. This match had no heat surrounding it. The fans were not invested. I don't care what anyone says. I really don't. I was watching the match. I was looking at the fans. They weren't interested. Some of them were on their phones. Some of them were not paying close attention. And that's sad. I can't believe I'm saying that with an edge match. But it just shows how lackluster this feud is. And lackluster really The Miz is in the eyes of the people. So at the end of the day, we've seen Edge defeat The Miz. Um, Edge picked up the win via a spear and a 1-2-3. Beth Phoenix actually cost The Miz the match. I loved it. I thought that was great. Here's my problem. And I hope WWE does not do this. Don't do this, WWE, but I could definitely see them doing something like this. I really hope we do not build towards a mixed tag team match at WrestleMania involving Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice. I really don't. I love and respect all four individuals. Okay, I do. That's just not WrestleMania to me. That's not WrestleMania. I'm sorry. I would rather see it at the Royal Rumble. And Raj Gary of Wrestling Inc. actually tweeted something out that he thinks this is going to lead into the Royal Rumble. And I hope it does. Get it out the way. Two-month feud. Keep it pushing. And give me, excuse me, give me Edge versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Simple. What about Beth Phoenix? Beth Phoenix looks like she's back. I would not be surprised. I might get flack for this, but listen. I'm just thinking long-term. I'm being creative. I would not be surprised at all if Beth Phoenix challenges Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania because they don't have nobody on that brand. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's either going to be Bianca Belair or Beth Phoenix challenging Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania. That match was pointless to me. It did nothing for me. The feud was dead. Um, they were copying MJF and CM Punk and that uh, segment on Dynamite all of those weeks ago, that legendary uh, segment there. And they carved and copied of it, and it came off really forced. And they have obviously had an agenda uh, behind it, and I thought it was really awful. Really terrible taste, too. It really was. So... Let's keep it moving, man. I'm fucking sick, y'all. I'm sick. I apologize. Uh, please go follow and subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast on all available podcast platforms. Um, and follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. And follow the podcast on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. Let's get to the Raw Tag Team Championship match. This was RK Bro going one on one. Uh, or not one-on-one, -on -one, but in a tag team match, you can tell where my head's at, against the Street Profits. I thought this was a pretty good match. I really did. I thought this was a pretty good match for what it was. For what it was and for whatever it represented, 
It was pretty cool. Now, the Migos came out. Shout out to the Migos. Straightening. You feel me? Uh, WWE and hip-hop. It. I don't want to say it doesn't work because it does work, but man, it comes off cringe. Why do they make these type of things come off cringe? It did. It genuinely felt like this was forced. This was an agenda. They wanted to get in the mainstream. I'll talk about that later. And I got a lot to say. Well, not a lot, but I got really something to say about what happened with Johnny Knoxville and, and you know, what happened there. But uh, when the Migos came out, it was cool. But I'm just saying to myself, oh, my God, this is kind of cringe. It looks ridiculous. They're doing the, the Randy Orton uh, pose and stuff. It was cool for what it was. The fans were going insane in ATL. Shout out to the Atlanta crowd. You guys were kind of dead for some of the nights, um, but you guys kind of definitely picked it up towards the main event and the co-main event. So that was cool. You guys were also excited for this match, and they wanted Randy Orton in the match so bad. They were going crazy uh, for RK Bro. At the end of the day, the RK Bro retained the Raw Tag Team titles. As we've seen Montez Ford get Planted in the air with an RKO by Randy Orton. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. Randy Orton has the greatest finisher of all time in WWE. I don't care what type of finisher you come up with and say to me, in my opinion, Randy Orton's RKO is the greatest finisher in WWE history. Bottom line. Pipe bomb. Uh, so where do they go from here? Where do they go from here? I would love to see the Usos and RK-Bro at WrestleMania in a unification match. I know people are like, Jordan, you're saying a unification match is a lot. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, the brand split is unnecessary. WWE isn't creating any new teams in the tag team division on both Raw and SmackDown. You merge both divisions, right? For Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And you have a lot of teams. So I think a unification match at WrestleMania. Involving the Usos. And RK-Bro. I think it's very warranted. I don't think that's happening. I think at the end of the day. We are going to get an RKO split. And Randy Orton's going to go one-on-one. -on -one with Matt Riddle at WrestleMania. That's what I think is going to happen. In turn. The Street Profits I see capturing these titles. And they're probably going to go up against. Um, the War Raiders, or they're going to go up against Chad Gable and Otis for the Raw Tag Team titles at WrestleMania, most likely. We'll see what happens with that. But this match was good for what it was. Montez Ford, man, this guy is a superstar waiting in the wings for WWE. You cannot fuck up Montez Ford, man. There's no way. There's no way, bro. Uh, Montez Ford is incredible. He has a look. He has the charisma. He has the microphone ability. He has the wrestling ability. I mean, five-tool player. I really don't say that a lot, but Montez Ford is coming off as a five-tool player in this game in WWE, and I hope WWE is paying attention to that. Uh, so this match was all right for what it was. It was fun. Uh, it didn't blow me away, but I actually did enjoy with what I was watching. Uh, Drew McIntyre beat uh, Riddick Moss. I'm moving on. I don't give a fuck about this match whatsoever. This was the match where I was literally on my bed and I kind of took a nap. Don't care. Drew McIntyre won via Claymore. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so 
the first match, the opening match to day one. We've seen the Usos go up against the New Day again and again and again. I mean, they put on a great match. They put on a great match. This was a fun match. But, dog, we've seen it so many times. How many times can we see a match like this and be excited? I'm asking you guys a serious question. How can we be excited for a match that we've seen more than 100 times already? I'm just saying, you know, they came out and I'm just kind of on my, on my, uh, put my hands on my head like, okay. You know, they put on a good match and I'm just like, okay. They put on a good match. It was fun. But we've seen it so many times. So it's kind of hard for the viewer to get invested. That's where I'm coming from. I'm not complaining. I'm not bitching. Not doing that. This was a great match. At the end of the day, you guys need to see where I'm coming from in terms of we've seen this match multiple times already. So it's hard for me as a fan to get invested. That's all I'm saying. Um, Xavier Woods, this King gimmick's got to go, man. This King gimmick's got to go. It's not good. It's so cringe. That King crown looks ridiculous. The New Day, I, I'm kind of over the New Day shtick. I really am. But that's them. And I love that, though. I love that that is actually them in real life. But, you know, the New Day and the Usos, I really want to move on. Um, I don't want to see them wrestle again for the next two, three, four years. <laughs> I doubt that. But, man, it's just we've seen it so many times. And that's where I'm coming from. Uh, the Usos ultimately retained the SmackDown Tag Team titles. As they should. We've seen the Usos then displayed on Woods towards the end of the match with more super kicks. And then out of nowhere, we've seen a 3D to Kofi Kingston to score the clean win as the Usos retain the SmackDown tag team title. Shout out to Team 3D, Bubba Ray Dudley, and Brother Devon. That was cool. I thought that was really cool of them to uh, bring that out. And pay homage and respect to Team 3D. I thought that was cool. So, there you go. That's day one. I kind of want to get out of here because, again, uh, my throat is killing me. And I'm still pretty sick. Uh, tomorrow, you guys will be hearing me uh, analyze and talk about the saga between Big Swole and uh, Tony Khan. So, look out for that. That is already pre-recorded. And that is going to get published tomorrow morning. So look out for that on Sunday. Other than that, I will see you guys on Monday for a new week of new episodes right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Jordan Turner. Follow me on social media and subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Please rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm the king of creative, the king out of IWC, and I'm signing off, and you guys have a great night, and uh, again, more content coming this upcoming week, there's so much to get to, I completely forgot about this, so before I go, before I go, I want to tell you all right now what's coming up, let me find it, let me find it, ladies and gentlemen, I have so much notes, it's ridiculous, here we go, never mind, no it's not, Uh, where is it at? Where is it at? I'm going to find it. Here we go. I'm sorry. So, the month of January is going to be crazy. Y'all know this. So, today, 
January 1st is WWE Day 1. We got Monday Night Raw tomorrow. On January 4th, right, is NXT uh, New Year's Evil. So we're going to be talking about New Year's Evil. Yes, this is NXT. I will be reviewing it. I'm only going to be reviewing NXT when it comes to the TakeOver specials that are on Peacock and the special events like this one that are going to be happening on Tuesday nights. So look out for that. I do watch NXT on my spare time. I just don't talk about it because I'm not enjoying what has been happening on NXT. That's the reason why I'm not watching it. And uh, again, theme shows and takeover events. I will only talk about NXT. January 5th, I'm thinking, depending on what happens, I do want to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom 16, and some of the best matches. Not the whole card on night one, but watch and review some of their best matches on night one. Also, you guys are going to be getting my AEW Dynamite TBS review. And that's going to be happening both on Wednesday. You're either getting both of those reviews or you're only going to get AEW Dynamite review. Again, I want to do Wrestle Kingdom. But again, I will keep you guys posted on Instagram and on Twitter. January 8th. Battle of the Belts of AEW on Saturday. We're going to talk about that and all the matches that are going to be taking place on that show. And then ending the month of January, January 29th, that being the 2022 Royal Rumble. So a big month of January for professional wrestling. Obviously, along with uh, the news and rumors, the Raw and SmackDown and AEW reviews weekly. This is going to be a big month for the wrestling takeover so make sure you guys go out and please press play or press play excuse me i'm all over the place press play on the podcast please make sure to listen to everything that i have to say my views and opinions and enjoy what i bring to the table i'm really wanting to make this a great year for the wrestling takeover podcast possible merchandising depending on how big the podcast gets um, i'm wanting to get the podcast to be in the top 50 in Apple podcast charts this year and creating some partnerships and connections this year. Hopefully just bringing up the brand of the Wrestling Takeover podcast and just continue to be consistent. That's all I can do, right? And I would love if you guys can go out and continue to spread the word and check out the Wrestling Takeover. So um, I'm just going to continue to do what I do best, man. Be creative, be honest, and... um, be me, man, and be myself. And I will love if you guys appreciate that. So uh, killer month in January. And then we're going to kill the rest of the year off with a bang right here on the Wrestling Takeover. So that's all I got for you. I will see you guys uh, tomorrow with the new episode and Monday for Monday Night Raw. Getting a big week out of there in the world of pro wrestling right here on the Wrestling Takeover. You guys have a good night.